Stop 7. Pryor's Apartment. Now, I hope the weather is kind to you and that you'll be able to sit on the, on the, on the windowsill uh, of, the, of the Pryor's apartment there. And it's now, I think, time to sort of explain uh, what made this place so famous. And it made its, its name, really, from the few monks that were here who were so holy that people came here on pilgrimage. And it became a very famous place of pilgrimage. As was said, probably Munster's most famous place of pilgrimage in medieval times, on a par with Crookpatrick for Connacht and Loch Derrick and Glendalough for, for Leinster. In fact, the, the story of pilgrims go back a long time. We know that Flahertuck, who was, believe it or not, he was abbot of Inishcohic, which is Scattery Isle, and became king of Cashel, uh, came here in 920 on pilgrimage. But, in fact, he came to use the place as a sanctuary because the annals record the following years that the Vikings of Limerick found him here and brought him back. But whatever happened, he squiggled out of, of the thing and he actually ended up his, his, his life as king again. No more strange or no stranger pilgrim than that man must have been there. And then we have, in 1138, Umwell uh, Drugon, the chief lector and the wisest man in Armagh came all the way down from Armagh and died in Monahincha on his pilgrimage. But it was in the Middle Ages that the place really became famous again. In, in, as a step towards the Counter-Reformation, in 1607, Pope Pius V gave uh, indulgences or gave um, uh, certain benefits to famous places of pilgrimage, to revive the pil- pilgrimage, like Compostela and places like that. And Monahincha was one of them. And on two occasions in the year, one was, I think, Palm Sunday, and the other was the Feast of St. Michael, where you got special plenary indulgences if you came here on pilgrimage. And at the beginning of the 17th century, in 1609 to 1611, huge numbers. I mean, the state papers in 1609 record, and this is recorded in the state papers, that on a Sunday in Monahincha, uh, 15,000 people gathered at Monahincha, and some say many more. Now, that's a huge number when you think of this small, small place uh, here. Uh, it also conjures up, of course, the whole idea of how were they catered for? What were the social implications? I mean, who fed them? Where did they sleep? How did they get here? You know, 15,000 people. Uh, we do know there's a famous case recorded, Conor O'Devany, who was one of the martyrs of that time, uh, he records how the pilgrims were, the women pilgrims were raped by the by the garrison of the town. One of the most famous pilgrims of all, of course, if you could call him a pilgrim, was Ludolf von Munchausen, who came from in 1590. He was from northern Germany, but he had read about the 31st wonder of the world, and he wanted to visit here. And he came, came across, came from, landed in Waterford, walked all the way up by. Carrick and Shure up through Tipperary, landed at Shan Ross, got a monk there to, 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 to row him out, and he was on the island, and he talked about the people going around doing the rounds in their bare feet uh, eight times around, and, and, and then at the end of it, if you could stand up against the high cross and put your arms behind you and touch your hands behind, your sins were forgiven you. That was the big thing. But it's all, all recorded. It's a fascinating story. His diary uh, survives, and he tells this, this story. So Ludolf von Munchausen in 1590, he came not just for Monahinship, but for St. Patrick's Purgatory in Loch Derg as well. But he got so fed up 
uh, after Monaghinshire that he, he went back to Dublin and went back to his home. But, of course, that journey was a couple of years, you know. The Franciscans used this place, Monaghinshire, uh, uh, Donanus, uh, Mooney, as sort of to get people to go to confession and, and, and penitence and so on. So it was a very vibrant place in the, at the beginning of the 16th century. In fact, um, as you know, the Reformation 1540, the, 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 the monastery uh, was closed and we know that it held land as far away as Kinnity and so on. Uh, but in 1622, Bishop Ryder, who was the Protestant Bishop of Killaloo, wrote that at Monaghinshire, the church and chancel are up, meaning that they were in repair, but shut up against the minister and reserved for mass. So there you are, 80 years after the Reformation, mass was still being publicly celebrated at Monaghinshire. And as a small, uh, you know, reminder of the pilgrims there, found when the lake was drained, uh, was the pilgrim's bottle. That is, a, a bottle of earthenware origin uh, that was probably used by a pilgrim who went elsewhere in Europe on pilgrimage and came and lost it then at Monaghinshire. Maybe what was inside in, in, in the bottle, um, he, he finished it all and just threw it away. But that was found, and in fact it was used... Uh, bought by the at, at Birchgrove auction, and it was used at the last Eucharistic Congress in 1932 as a, as a symbol of of pilgrimage. Uh, today, in recent times, we have revived the pilgrimage. 1974, wonderful day that 2,000 people walked from from town uh, with confraternity banners and so on, and mass was celebrated on the altar and I gave the sermon it was only five minutes though but it was, it was a good little sermon and at various times since uh, different groups have, have gathered here to, to celebrate Ireland's famous place but now it's time to go back to the, to the secular world to go back to our busy world so we head back down the causeway again onto the Ladies Island and we go back down the road until we come to the, you hit the junction again, and we'll now talk about Birchgrove and Ross Grey Whiskey. Stop at the fine big house we passed back near Shanross on our way to the Holy Island. And here we learn a bit more about modern times in Ross Grey. <laughs> 